Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Program. Produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network, I'm Arij Nord. When you're staring at this woman, tell me, do you see my lips, see my hips, see my smile, see my... Australia's political and social climate is often a cause of stress for racialised communities. And often there's very little time for young folk, especially young women, to explore in a meaningful way their identities with reference to how they experience the intersections of gender, sexuality, ability and class, amongst other things. Two amazing singers, rappers and community and cultural development workers are working through a project to tackle just that. And it's targeting young women of colour. Their incredibly thoughtful project, ID in Me, seeks to encourage the unpacking of issues and stories of identity in meaningful and creative ways. Aki Mera and Mazna have joined us today to talk about their project as well as the complexities involved in these kinds of projects and community and cultural development more broadly. We also have two feature songs for today's Women on the Line. The first is called Space by the wonderful Amber Mark and it's chosen by Aki Mera. And the next is called African Lady by Aina Moore, which is chosen by Mazna, who's about to explain to us why she does what she does. She's walking the city, walking the city. African Lady. She's walking the city, walking the city. So I am a rapper, singer, and I also do theatre. Uh, the reason why I do all of those things as an artist is because first and foremost, um, oral traditions is part of you know African culture um, and also being here in Australia, I think that's what kind of connects me to finding more of my experience as an African Australian and also it helps with me building up my identity um, my changing identity and how I connect with, you know, different communities. Uh, and the reason why I work with other people doing this sort of work like facilitation and as a community cultural development officer um, for CoHealth is because I want to find a way to connect the arts to improving health and wellbeing. I work as well in community cultural development for CoHealth Arts Generator. Um, but previously, I've, I've been working in, in that field for the last kind of five years, but I was studying as well for three years of those, the earlier three years. Um, so the community development work was kind of, uh, it wasn't at the forefront of what my, my focus and what I thought that my, my career would be because I was studying paramedics at the time. And I thought that was going to be, you know, my career kind of thing. And then I got to the end of it and I just kind of realised that the community cultural development work was so much more rewarding and fulfilling and the impact that I could have on 
people in the community was so huge because I was seeing it with my own eyes and feeling it from uh, from the people and, and hearing it back from them. Um, so that's why I'm doing the work as well because I want to create change and inspire and improve the lives of people like me because I've lived it and I know what's what's missing. Um, so I'm trying to fill the gap, which is as well where ID and me comes in, which is kind of filling that gap of um, the lack of people of colour to have a space and to feel, um, what's the word? To feel valued and, and feel kind of represented as well. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of ID and me, um, tell me about that project and how it started and what it is and everything because it's amazing. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of put together the idea last year. It was actually because Dan West, who was the program, the program at Art Centre Melbourne, he, he used to run Dig, Dig Deep. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, just propose an, a project, something that you want to do, and we can see if we can make it happen. And I was like, oh, but what do you need, though? Like, what can I, what should it be? So I wasn't used to that kind of give me what you want to do and then we'll see if that, if that could work. So I kind of had this huge kind of brainstorm and so I came kind of came out with ID and me. And at the time... Um, a couple of months later, Dan West actually ended up leaving um, leaving Art Centre Melbourne. But it was actually totally cool because another opportunity through Signal, which is um, through the city of Melbourne, so they had a expression of interest program that was open. And I was like, hmm, all right, let me apply for this. So it all kind of worked out anyway. So um, I got through, which was awesome. So they're kind of supporting the whole thing and able to, and we're able to have it there as well. Um, and it came about, yeah, as I said, as I mentioned before, because I could see a huge gap that wasn't providing for young women of colour in, um, in the cultural community development kind of work. Yeah. So I just, I was like, well, this needs to happen. And so I kind of formulated it with Maz's help of kind of brainstorming and, and all that kind of stuff. We work a lot together. So she was like, yeah, I'm getting Maz. Can you please do this with me? <laughs> like I, I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else really. Um, so, yeah, it's so great to be working with Maz on this and it makes it so much easier that we have worked so, like heaps together before and stuff like that. You've got a series of workshops, right? And what exactly will those workshops entail and how will they be presented and how do they differ to other workshops um, mm -hmm. of this kind of nature? Um, I guess so it's, it's using the arts as a medium. So it's not focusing on like songwriting or performing. It's, the focus is actually the content that we'll be working on. So each workshop has a different topic. Uh, the, I won't say what order they're in, but um, the topics include um, gender, sexuality, um, cultural identity, um, mental health as well. So they all kind of come under the umbrella of identity. 
So each session we have, apart from the first session, it'll just be me and Maz. Um, but the other sessions we have guest facilitators and speakers who are kind of going to be more experts on those specific topics and be able to share a different point of view that we might not have as well. Um, and then there'll also be an opportunity for the young women to be creative with writing and that kind of thing and singing and rapping as well. Women's on the line. <laughs> oh, that was women on the line. Women on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that they differ to other projects because first and foremost, it's targeting women of colour. Mm. <laughs> Whereas um, I, I've been part of so many projects, I've heard of so many projects that um, are there to empower young women um, or young people, but it, it's not quite as specific as um, what we're doing. And also it's being run by women of colour. That's another big thing that um, is really important to the project. Um, and I really believe that it's going to be quite good. Mm. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I believe it will be quite good as well. <laughs> I think it's going to be deep. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what's required. Yeah. Like often I find in a lot of projects there's a lot of kind of fluffing around, mm. but we don't need any more fluffing. Mm. There's, there's enough fluff. And also um, to add to that, it allows a kind of, you know, mainstream space to kind of hold conversations between, you know, women of colour and young women as well to talk about the things that they probably wouldn't be able to talk about um, with each other or with people that kind of, you know, wouldn't understand um, their perspective. Yeah, so I think that's really important. Totally, Yeah. Um, also, the, the, <laughs> there's just so many things. Um, it doesn't have a performance outcome, which originally it did, but um, we kind of thought to allow the space and time for participants to really get the most out of the content because it's not a performance workshop, like it's not a performance program. Mm. So we thought, how about we just get, like, can we get rid of the performance outcome? At first it was like, can we do that? Like, because it's <laughs> normally with projects and stuff like this, there's there's a goal, there's an outcome. But we thought we don't, if if we can do what we want, then we don't really want the, an outcome at this, at this point. Mm -hmm. So we got rid of it, which is great. I think that relates a lot to this kind of colonial way of valuing mm -hmm. product or like mm. valuing what it is that is worthwhile. And often a performance is hella worthwhile. But the fact <laughs> that women made these amazing friends and now they mm -hmm. have a support network beyond anything that they had experienced previously is not a worthwhile outcome because it can't be measured in these kind of colonial terms. And exactly. I find that that is so important exactly. to be like, yo, we're not actually going to have a party at the end <laughs> where everyone's going to get up and perform. We don't need to do rehearsals. We're going to spend that time chilling. Like, yeah. that's so important. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah and also it, it doesn't put any pressure on anyone if they're not comfortable, you know, and the point is to build the confidence of young women who may not be able to be confident when they um out in the wider community. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to build that first with each other before they can go and continue to build that with other people. As well, I just wanted to add that 
um, yes, we're targeting the project for women of colour, but other women as well are totally welcome to come because I think it can be a really beneficial thing to have that kind of cross communication mm. and understanding to kind of start that communi- that exchange between people. So I want to talk a little bit about self-care and we were kind of talking about this before we came to air um, and about what it means to have self-care routines, what it means and how like hugely radical it is to be like, actually, I'm going to look after myself. Mm. That's something that I'm actually going to do. Um, so I want to talk about how you apply that to the work that you do with um, communities that obviously are in need of that type of self-care um, existing in a society like Australia. Um, how, how do you apply that? How does that? How is that a practical thing? Self-care is an interesting topic. Uh, and I think that, you know, a lot of people personalise, you know, different ways of, you know, um, of self-care and how they um, kind of help themselves out in these kind of situations. So because of that, I'm going to talk about how I, you know, utilise self-care or how I've experienced it in the past. And the way that I do it is by being selfish. Mm. You have to be selfish, unfortunately, Mm. because if you're not selfish, then you're going to end up doing too many things and you end up doing things that you don't want to do in the end. And it's gotten to the point where sometimes, like, I do projects and I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) And then I just have to cut it off. You just have to cut it off because it's it's about finding the things that get you excited so you can help other people as well. Because if you're not excited about something, then you know that you probably won't be looking after yourself as well. As, or as much as you thought you would be um, if you were doing something fun. And I find that if I'm doing something that I really enjoy and that's really fulfilling for me, then I'm able to kind of, you know, um, pass that energy on to other people and they get to feel that kind of same aura that I'm feeling and then they know that, oh, we're in this together Uh, She's looking after herself, but she's also looking after me in the kind of way because she's not passing on any negative energy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a kind of glamorization of being selfless or being like a dying kind of martyr for everyone else and like struggling on even when your arm is about to fall off. But it's like that's not efficient, number one. Like, and you probably, you're not really going to be doing that much to help anyone if you're falling apart kind of thing. So in, in, in order to help others, you have to help yourself and really look after yourself. Um, so, yeah, similar to Maz, I'm aware of what I'm saying yes to. Um, because, yeah, if I'm not enjoying it or if it's not something that means something to me then I probably am not going to do as well as if it did actually mean something to me and I probably won't look after myself and you know pass that energy on um so yeah taking the time out as well when I need it and just being aware like aware of like self-aware of when you're getting kind of run down or when something's affecting you because the work that we do as well um because we we do a program called sisters and brothers 
where we teach race-based discrimination, we don't teach race-based discrimination, we teach them like about it and then a strategy to combat race-based discrimination. Um, and that, <laughs> that can be really full on as well, like emotionally and can be quite draining. Um, and also going to different school environments and their kind of school cultures and stuff can be a bit um, different as well. Mm. So uh, being aware of yourself, I think, is really important so that then the next step is, okay, now that I know that I'm, I'm a bit stressed out or something, now I can take action. If, you, if you're not aware, then, then how are you going to know to take action mm. for yourself? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think um, I wanted to talk a little bit working in the community development sector and about what that means for being um, – for like getting productive projects out and and the roadblocks and they're quite consistent. How do you navigate um, doing what it is that's important to you while also trying to have a job and pay for a lifestyle that you must experience um, uh, while also being true to how you feel, like what you think is important? I Yeah, I feel like I'm really lucky to um, work within – the uh, work environment that is so supportive and forward as well, um, co-health arts generator. Um, <laughs> I think we could, we're both, yeah, we've had these conversations a few times about how other organisations work and the differences and how lucky that we are to be able to work together and, and work on projects that we care about. Like I don't really do any work that I don't care about and I've it's taken years to get to this point really um and that's pretty huge so it's like I <laughs> I've had a lot of time off recently <laughs> and and I'm actually really looking forward to going and working more like as well as you know going back to study but it's like yeah I've just really enjoy work which is really unusual in today's society (laughs) (laughs) yeah with um community cultural development it's interesting because with the projects that you do there are kinds there are sorts of you know different sorts of criteria that you have to follow Mm. from like you know up there and then um those kind of criteria don't really match what your community really needs you know at the grassroots level and sometimes that's kind of difficult but then at the same time you know it's been like Aki said we've been really fortunate you know to work at Co-Health Arts Generator where we can tell we've we've got the support from you know you could say midline management to say that these people don't need or are not looking for what you're providing. They need this, you know, and they're looking for this, you know, and they've been able to kind of influence those kind of people that hold the power to create those sort of criteria for those um, type of projects. Um, So we can be comfortable in how we work um, with our own communities firstly, and then with other communities as well. Why won't you let me be in my head? 
Australia, you're listening to Women on the Line. Go to 3cr.org.au slash women on the line to download this week's program. Don't forget, you can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter. I'm speaking with singers, rappers and community and cultural development workers Akimera and Mazna about their new project for young women of colour called ID in Me. I think to have like, you know, women of colour or people of colour um, all, you know, culturally and linguistically diverse <laughs> people, you know, in community cultural development is really important because I have realised that a lot of people... I, I'm speaking from the community that I'm from, which is the African community, and, and especially young people. They're starting to walk away from projects that are done for them because I think they're tired of having things done for them. They want something done for them but by their own community, and it's so hard to get that these days. And so it's just like... Yeah, I don't want to work with you any, right now. I want to do my own thing for my own people. Um, <laughs> so it starts next Sunday, so the 21st of February, uh, from 1pm to 5pm at Signal, which is um, next to the river. It's across the river from South Bank, between the river and Flinders Street Station. And it's got those projective windows at the top, so sometimes at night time they play different images and stuff, and you can see it from the train. So people might have seen that before. Um, so it's down there, and it's free. Free 99. Zero dollars, which is how it should be, because this yeah. information should be out there for everyone. And we'll be having four workshops, and then we'll ha- be having a showcase of a video that's been put together throughout those workshops um, about the project so each Sunday from the 21st, we'll be having workshops. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be super exciting. It's going to be deep. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to be explosive and expressive. And how do people get in contact? How do they sign up and all of that? Yeah, um, so it's on the Signal website. So they can go to the Signal website if they type that in. Or even if they type um, ID and me Signal into Google, it'll come up and you can register on there. We've also got a Facebook event um, and you can just go, like, go in there and type in ID and me workshops and that'll come up. Um, and we've posted, we're in the process of posting um, all of the guest artists and speakers up there and their kind of little bios and stuff because I, I feel like it's important for people to know, like, you know, who's going to be there and get excited about it as well. Um, so there's, yeah, some info on there as well. So it, Young, young women aged between 13 and 18, which was the original age. But we've had some interest from people who are a bit older as well, so that's totally cool. So, like, 13 to 25, come down. be great. Oh, my <laughs> God, amazing. Thank you so much. Thank wow, you. It's so really great. great to connect. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much for coming.
If you want to come along to ID in Me, Google ID in Me Signal. You can find all the links on the podcast page as well. Women on the Line is Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Program. It's produced and presented by a range of women broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We greatly appreciate the financial support of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show, so send us an email at womenontheline at gmail.com. Women on the Line programs can also be downloaded from our website, 3cr.org.au slash womenontheline. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Le Tigre. And the feature songs for today's episode of Women on the Line were chosen by Akimera and Mazna and called African Lady by Aina Moore and Space by Amber Mark. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm Arige Noor and I hope you can tune in again next time. African lady, she's walking.